0: Amen. Thank you guys who's joined us this week. We had an amazing week of prayer and fasting and consecration. We had this place full every night. Uh, then on Thursday we actually took a tour of our neighborhood and we were able to see what God was doing. And In fact, someone let us in the building and uh, what was going on. So we really got excited. But I want you to let you know we had 83 nations joining us at the same time. And I don't know about you, there's a lot of things that took place this week. I think a lot of things were we'll avoided. Because of where we have some of our churches, then when we start to pray, I think a lot of violence stopped that could have took off and something could have started. So I appreciate what you're doing here, praying from here and how we affect the world. And this is amazing time. And if you guys are new, my name is Pastor Rich Lee, pastor here. And we're going to continue on with our, uh, thing, our theme of amazing grace. In fact, we're going to talk about for the next six weeks, we're going to unpack God's word about what he says is theologically, biblically, and a practical view of what grace is. So we can understand, I have a better understand what grace is. A deeper understanding, appreciation about what God's amazing grace is all about. I think grace is one of those things that we talk about, but it can be misunderstood. And we're not here today, we're going to talk about God's abundant grace. The following weeks, we're going to talk about God's justifying grace. The following week, we're going to talk about God's sanctifying grace. And then God's sufficient grace. And then his enriching grace. And then his inviting grace. And we're going to spend the next uh, few weeks talking about God's grace. So you have a deeper understanding and appreciation of what God's grace is all about. And one of all, you'll wind up that you'll deepen your relationship with God, who worked very hard to get us back in relationship with him. He moved heaven and hell to get in back relationship with us. And that's amazing. That's amazing God we serve. Today we're going to talk about God's abundant grace. And we're going to go to the book of uh, Romans, chapter 5. It's a powerful book. I love the book of Romans. My teacher told me this. If all the Bible was missing and all the pages of the Bible were gone, but the book of Romans was there, the whole everyone would be okay. They wouldn't be without. Paul takes his time to craft such an amazing read about before the Old Testament, the New Testament, grace, and all the things that take place that you understand the gospel fully. And we're going to get in chapter 5, it might become confusing for someone, but we're going to take that, which is complicated, and make it simple this morning. Amen? Amen. So today we're going to go right into verse 15, verse 15 to 21, Romans chapter 5, and here we go. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through one man. Much more with those who received the abundance of grace, the free gift of righteousness reigned in life through one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification in life for all men. Everyone say amen. amen. For as by one man's disobedience and that many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience many were made righteous. Now the Lord came to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as in sin reigned in death, Grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let's pray. Father, I ask that whatever is complicated, you will make simple. I pray that you illuminate our hearts, transform our hearts, and understand that one of the greatest stories in in the Bible is you becoming man and winning us back to you. We thank you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. When we talk about grace, I was looking around, looking for a good definition. And Pastor Norman Nakanishi, he's our pastor in Hawaii. I know he's suffering for Jesus in Hawaii. But he said, grace, This is what he says about (laughs) grace, right? He's living hard, but he deserves it. He has a lot of churches. (laughs) He takes care of a lot of churches. I love him. He said, grace is the unearned, unmerited, undeserved gift and blessing from God. Free, unearned, unmerited, undeserved gift, and blessing from God. Think about that. It's free. Unearned. We can't earn it. Unmerited. It's hard to explain. We don't deserve it. undeserved, a gift, and blessing from God. When I was uh, putting together, and we had such an amazing fast, I was telling Dr. Kelly, one thing coming off a fast and you're supposed to preach, you have 150 pages of notes. So I had to narrow it all down after we left here yesterday (laughs) down to one. I think it was the grits I ate that made me down to one. (laughs) Ladies, we're here for the ladies. I love doing security for the ladies. (laughs) There is some grace when you do security for the ladies. Some grits with some butter, praise God. Amen. And I, I thought about a, a picture I showed, shared with them, I and mean, it wasn't completely um, visible, but I was thinking about it earlier this morning. Think about, just just me thinking. Think about, uh, I was thinking about just a city, major city, who had a statue. They erected a statue in the middle of the city. And some vandals came over and knocked over this statue. They smashed the bits. And the sculptor who put it together, he was hurt by this, someone coming over and tearing it up. And the city got together. They wanted to figure out how to put this thing back together the way it was. And they weren't going to call the sculpture, but they felt it was going to cost too much money. So they tried to erect it and put it themselves Back together themselves, and they're working hard and it has all the cracks in it and trying to make it just like it was before. It never came back that way. It kind of got marred and got scarred, and they couldn't really get all the uh, imperfections out of it. And next thing you know, they, you know, how life is today. Wherever there's something scarred or something broken, we blame each other for it. Whose fault is it? Um, it's your fault. That's your fault. Versus someone just came, let me just fix it they try to bondo it and do all they can. And then and the uh, sculptor himself said, oh, let me help them. Let me, me and my son come in. And they don't want, I'm we're not going to try to build that one back. We're just going to build a brand new one. Better than the old one. Shinier, I mean greater than the old one. So they'll take their uh, affections off the old one and put it on the new one. Well, they put it in. You got two statues sitting there in the town. A lot of them, some of the new folks said, I love that. And they gravitated toward that statue. But a lot of them want to stay here on the old one and try to fix it. Mm. And work on it and, and work hard on it and bondo it. When it rained, it just fell apart. And we'll just keep putting it together. And they're working hard. And the ones here with the new statue are enjoying the beauty. Yeah. Well, when you look at this, I want to break this down for you. What you're seeing is two statues. You're seeing an Adam, and you're seeing an Jesus. It's a contrast here. When you hear about sin and death, that represents Adam. And in his grace Jesus. The sculptor said, I will, you can take mine, and I will pay for that one. In fact, I paid to remove it so we can have the right one. But the people just kept saying, I want to stay with this one because it's comfortable and it's familiar. And what we're going to do, we're going to unpack this word grace. Because you got to realize what he built was greater than what they had and what they were left with. Adam started on this side. And God blessed them. Adam fell apart. He blamed his wife, and the wife blamed the serpent in Genesis. And they're going back and forth. And they try to pass themselves up by putting stuff on and running. And they try to hide from God, and God said, where are you? Like Here. You know, when God asks you a question, it's rhetorical. He already knows. <laughs> just want to see if you know where you are. And... We, and, we, and they never said they sinned. They just said, we ate of that what you told us not to eat of, you know. And uh, then they try to cover each other. And then God said, I have a plan for a new statue. In fact, you, this is, can't repair this. Has to be re- renewed. Not, it's a plan. It's a long-range plan. But I'm going to give you some instructions that you at least keep this thing propped up until the new one comes. But I'll take i pay for the whole cost. But you see through the Bible, mankind didn't get it. Wow. So when you look at that, you'll realize God's grace is greater than what you might have done. Adam did something amazing that was away from God. And we all had to pay for it. Feeling you know, tracking with me? So if you take a note, the first thing you want to know is one thing about God's grace. <laughs> His abundant grace is greater than what we deserve. Let's look at um, verses 15 through 17. We'll break it down. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God. And the free gift by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the results of one man's sin. For the judgment find one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift, I love what he keeps saying it, following many trespasses through what justification. Fancy word, I'll talk about it in a minute. For because of one man's trespass, which means a fancy word for sin, death reigned through the one man. Much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness will reign in life through one man, Jesus. Christ there's a, there's a word in here that keep, keep repeating. Whenever you do a Bible study, you see what's a repeating theme. That repeating theme is free gift, which means given freely, generously, and it's a supernatural gift. You can't earn it. You just receive it. And you see what since we didn't deserve Adam sin and broke the relationship with God, and there was a consequence, and there was a penalty to pay. You tracking with me? And the only penalty, the only one that can pay this penalty wasn't us. Now, to keep it going, we used to sacrifice animals and all that just to have our conscience feeling good. But you can't, we didn't deserve to be back in relationship with God because we broke God's Commandment there's authority. How many of you know, I grew up in New York City, big yard, Queens, South Ozone Park. We're right outside of, out of um, Kennedy Airport. Had a great tree we can climb. Back in those days, we climbed trees. We rode bicycles. And we, we thought the only thing we felt like punishment was sleeping because we want to be outside all the time. And we had all the yard, and everyone come to your yard. You were great. And my mother said, you have all this. You can do all that. Don't you work?" But do not go across that street. So all this beauty's in front of me. And what's in my mind is, so I will do this, play a little bit. She won't miss me if I, dare, if I hit that street, because I'm fast. I forgot, my sister didn't tell me, my mother used to outrun them. And I said, if I hit this street, I'm okay. So I hit that street. And then, you know, the Holy Spirit works through parents. (laughs) And she will say that rhetorical question, where are you? I'm like, I'm on the sidewalk. No, you're not. In fact, why are you in the street? And you know the answer. You want to give the correct answer. But the dumbest answer, because I was stupid, was I don't know. (laughs) So I would go. And that's in them days you got to go choose your punishment. Well, the punishment was going to be a spanking or whipping. But you had to choose your weapon. So you had to go to the tree that you could not stand, the bushes that you always had to cut, and you had to find a nice green one. And I would come back with the little one. Everyone says, no, go get that one. (laughs) So I would lose all privileges. And I had to go to my room and think about it. Why I went in the street. I thought about it and I felt it. And I lost my privileges. Well, Adam lost his privileges to God. And the only one that can restore that was Jesus. Adam's privileges at that point, what happened to him, his sentence was, what Adam gave us was life and death. Before he fell, there was no such thing as death. What Jesus gives us is life only. Now, it's hard to imagine. Uh, you didn't have a chance. I looked, it's online. I went and listened to, um, it was Tony Evans' um, Wife passed away this week, and I watched the, the, service on TV, and I was very encouraged by it because, it was just amazing what happened there, and how Tony Evans got his church through it, and um, his younger son got up. And um, he said, I was struggling with God. About prayer. And he said, the Lord spoke to him. He says, You don't understand the significance of the victory of Jesus. He said, what do you mean? Basically, he said, just because I didn't answer your prayer your way, that didn't mean I didn't answer the prayer anyway. I can't take credit for that. That was amazing. Then he said this. He prayed for her to be healed. She was healed. She was either going to be healed or she was going to be healed. She was going to be well taken care of or she was going to be well taken care of. she's going to have peace, or she's going to have peace. What he was saying is that dividing wall of death was destroyed. Destroyed. So you pass from one life on to another. With Adam, it is there. It's over. And you're going to spend all your days alienated from God. That is pure hell, being away from God. It really is. So, we realize that what we deserved. But Jesus said, I see you working hard on that statue, but I'm going to pay for all of it. And that word justification, because you know, you, not only do you have judgment from your sin, you have death and you have condemnation. How many want to stop living in condemnation? I'm going to take all that on one word, justification. Because it's a legal term. You broke the law. So if you broke the law, you have to pay. Well, he said, no, I'll pay. I'll take care of it. And just like you never sin, Justification, just as if you never sinned. In fact, the only memory you have is when the enemy tried to tell you that you didn't, <coughs> that he didn't. But really, it's stricken from my record. I'm getting ahead of myself. But the gift, that free gift, was what? Salvation righteousness, and then I get to reign in life with Jesus, as he says. There's death reign, but my reign now is with Jesus, in Jesus. So I'm not just surviving, I'm reigning with him because he is the very great conqueror and he reigns supreme. And since I'm his son and his, you're his daughter, do you, you reign with him also? What a free gift. Because here's the greatest thing about it. Through God's abundant grace, we will be made righteous. What do you mean? There, verse 18, therefore one trespass led to condemnation for all men. So one act of righteousness led to justification for all, for, for life and for all men. I love all. <laughs> for as one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by one man's obedience, many will be made Righteous. That word made righteous means this, right standing with God. He puts you back in a relationship that you severed. That is cool. Let me tell you about sin. When he looks at here as one sin led to condemnation, he's talking about really in today's terms an infection. I mean, you know, this is the flu season now. And this is the worst it's ever been. You know, they said that last year, too. It just keeps, you know, they just have to have something to say. It says, I want to take back the tape. Did you just said this last year? When is it going to get even greater? You know, but I didn't want to do that. But um, one sin infected all of us. It's from Romans 3, 23. 20. we have all, all short. We were born into it. We were born in. He says, "Well, how is that, Pastor Rich?" Well, how many got small children? And the first word is "mom," "dad," "no." <laughs> Who taught them "no"? <laughs> and you're saying, "Why can't you share?" Because it's mine. Now, we laugh at our kids, but this worse with adults. Yeah. <laughs> Mine. Who taught them to be selfish? It was ingrained. Now, I'm so glad for the gospel, because when we grew up, they thought they can just ream it out of you with a belt. <laughs> that was control. That was, not, that was not transformation, Mom. That was like adjustment, but it was not transformation. <laughs> I'm understanding i gotta, I got I to grow up now because we don't do that anymore. We put you in a corner with TVs and cell phones. <laughs> so it contaminated human nature. Then a new statue from the sculpture himself came and righteousness brought us back in relationship. Free gift is an intrinsic gift. It's not something that you can see, something you know. Making sense? Helping you guys with this? Now what the sin of Adam was this. The act of self-assertion. And Jesus act of self-sacrifice brought us back. Now, if you're a disciple of Christ, you know when you assert yourself in areas when God said don't? Or you want to do it your way, and you know it's not the right way. It's not even the God way. Could we assert ourselves? Adam, <laughs> dude, you got everything. You can call the animals. Even the lions don't hate you. Don't touch the tree. Wow. Uh, yeah. You, you serious? It was you know, all the way over here. Don't touch it. And what happened, he did it. He self-asserted. What happened, God became from that time, he, was the he had everything. But what happened, he said, now God, he's holding out on me. So he self-asserted himself in the situation. And then he blamed his wife. You men may have stopped blaming your wives, man. That's a sin that's still going on, bro. It is. I don't know why men blame their wives all the time. I don't know why I'm saying that because Ms. Donna ain't here. <laughs> it's going self-sacrifice says what you've done you can't even correct it I'll take it 2nd Corinthians 521 says this for our sake say about our sake our is it fair this is not fair is it graces don't seem like it's fair God gets nothing out of it except us which he loves us He made him to be sin. Well, there's no sin. Made him to be sin. Who knew no sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Wow. We might become the righteousness of God. Now, Pastor Rich, what does that mean? Well, you heard of the, you heard of the, of the entity of the IRS. <laughs> when you're retired, you're going to really hear from them they think you don't need money. So they take yours first. So, and no one laughed. I'm on tape. I'm going to jail. Anyway. <laughs> um, and you say you owe $2 million. And you don't have it in your bank account to pay $2 million. It's beyond you to pay. You can't pay it. It's impossible. Someone comes up on your shoulder and says, I'm gonna pay that. How would you feel? He says, guess what? I'm gonna pay your back taxes. I'm gonna pay your present taxes. In fact, I'm gonna pay your future taxes. How do you feel? Now, that's not gonna give you permission to rack up a bill, that's gonna give you appreciation to live him more for him more. That's what him becoming sin. Our past, our present in our future. And I tell you what, what a love. What an act of grace. What abundant grace. But he says, I'm going to stop there. I know you didn't deserve it, and now you'll be made righteous, but I want you to know one thing. He says, grace not only abounds to us, it reigns over us. Now, the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. I love the all the mores because God puts it well on top. So that the sin reigned in death, grace might reign through righteousness leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, let me tell you what the law did. The law revealed it, your sin. It revealed it, it defined it, but it also provoked it, showing us basically by itself is powerless to remove it. Now, when you hear the word provoke, what does that really mean? Now, how many love speed limit signs when it drops from 70 to 55? How many just drop down to 55? No one raised their hands. What do you say? How dare they put a sign there at my inconvenience so it made you want to break it more than you. And I got there in low time. I got in San Antonio in two and a half hours. That's because Pastor Don wasn't with me. But it provokes you, doesn't it? What do you mean I can't bring a drink? Oh, women. What do you mean I can't drive? Without texting. Who do they think they are? Provoke now. <laughs> Watch this. And then you get pulled over. Oh, I'm so sorry. Right? No. It provokes us. And then we'll, we'll get feel guilty, right? We'll feel a little condemned and I won't do it again. And guess what? You're going to do it again and again and again and again and again. That's what the law does. It identifies that you need somebody. You need some help. You need a tutor until the teacher comes. Until the teacher comes. It's grace. Helping anybody here? See, grace is stronger than our sin. What do you mean? Because grace is a person. Through righteousness leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Last time I checked, Lord is master. That means I'm under my master. I'm under grace, not under the law. In fact, it says in, in, in Romans six fourteen, no more does sin have dominion over you. Now you're under grace. Isn't that amazing? And I love what I love what John 1:16 says. From his fullness, we have received grace upon grace. Grace, and I looked up and I said, what does that mean, God? Grace piled upon grace. Why? What are you saying? It reigns, since he reigns over us, he's our Lord. Grace reigns over your guilt, your shame, your discouragement, your despairs. It reigns over it. Not only does it abound to us, it reigns over it. And then we'll learn later on, it teaches us how to say no to sin. We'll learn that a few weeks from now. If you don't self-assert yourself. But here's what it is. When you participate, you gotta surrender yourself. Because if you want to keep walking with God and gravitating to that Broken fixture, broken statue, or do you want to be transformed into the new one? See this in, in society today. This is this this sells papers because let's publicize everything's wrong with us, and let's. Well, in fact, let's let's make this a monument. I can never change because of all this in my life. One thing I, I really I really. I appreciate out um, fastest year this week. learned so much around people, but I heard people say, I was here, but God did something, and I don't have to live like that no more. I'm not going to be a statistic. I'm not going to be anything. I'm, I'm not even supposed to be here, and it's the grace of God that I'm here, and I'm going to continue walking with him. I'm not, I don't care what they say. I, don't, I, I, can't, I had no actions at seven years old, but by God, at 25, I got a lot of action. Yeah. I'm making a change. And they said, by the grace of God, I am. I, I was so encouraged by that. But you got to remember, grace is so much greater than what you have done. It's a story. Everyone knows I'm 27. <laughs> My mind says I am. That's right. When I was 21, dropped out of college, life wasn't doing well. I joined the military. Crazy kid from New York City goes down the recruiter. Kids puts in. My first place they sent me is Texas. (laughs) It was hot. It was June, and I never heard what they meant the black flag. The black flag, I mean, you don't play outside. Well, that was before 60 minutes. We did play outside. (laughs) (laughs) You don't care how much you sweat. They were sweating the you out of (laughs) you. So I had about eight of us went, and all the other ones got sent back because they had attitudes. And I, you know, I bounced through, and I, I got through. And, and, um, and they go send me to what they call Rantoul, uh, Illinois. And all I cared about Rantoul was two hours from Chicago because I can drive up there and go hang out. And I think I did that a lot more, and I studied. But, you know, I was had a little after, And what they were doing in them days, they were trying to turn me from a, um, a civilian to a military citizen. Did well with that. Um, then they take me and said, well, you're a New York City boy. And I think this is what the Lord said. He needs to slow down. Send him to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So I went to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I land there. I'm like, whoa, this is amazing. And everyone's y'all, and they just take their time. And I'm like, they kept saying, young man, you got to slow down. I said, slow, you going to get my car fixed? We're we're wrecking to get to it. (laughs) Okay, all right, so I'll call you at 1 o'clock. He said, we ain't touched it to 5 We'll get to it. It's Friday, man. I got a whole week. He says, slow down, young man. Slow down. So I had a little military citizen in me. but I had a lot of rich brown from New York privileges. Because you fall from privileges. You don't fall from power. They start giving you privileges. You fall from that if you don't have a good character. So I got in trouble. Boy, I got in trouble. To the point my commander, Colonel Sapp, older gentleman, he was a Vietnam vet. And all the guys around me with Vietnam vests, they were transitioning out and they were training the new guys coming in. He sat me down, he called me into his office because I was on the big screen. And I seemed like I was on the big screen every month, every week. <laughs> Aaron Brown, Aaron Brown, Aaron Brown. He said, Rich, um, Aaron Brown, <laughs> we come around and want you off the base by 4:30. And those days they just get you out of there. Didn't have to have paperwork, because they had all the paperwork. I had a trail of paperwork. In fact, <laughs> They could have just handed me over to Myrtle Beach Police Department. I've been in jail for 10 years. This is how bad it was. I broke more laws than you can imagine. Too fast. He said this. Because I deserved it. He said, I told him, no. I see something in you. You're going to go through some punishment. Now remember, getting $15 checks for two months. So, he made me Get my first sergeant. He said, come on. Where are we going? Big Dave. Going down downtown. I'm going to go buy a TV set. TV set? Yeah. Get a TV. We're going buy to buy that TV. Put it on time. Don't worry about it. If you can't pay for it, I'll pay for it. I said, I'll buy a TV set. I'm giving you your own room, and you're going to get cable. I'm like, this is pretty good for punishment and you're going to stay here, and you're going to read your books so you can pass, and you're not going to be on that screen anymore, and I'm done with you. So, okay, I did that. I was just floored because I knew guys who did less who didn't make it. And he gave me grace I did not even. I was guilty. Boy, I was so guilty. I mean, it was over. They would've, I would have got out, there, out of um, Merrill Beach, went to New York. They would have arrested me just because. And he would say this. He said, Rich, every time I want, he said, when he was in the office, he said, Rich, here's your problem. Trouble is here, and you keep running to it. Wow. So I want you to put trouble here, and I want, when trouble's there, I want you to get as far away from trouble as you can. And he would ask me every month. How you doing with trouble? I'm not near the trouble. And I turned it around. Not because they, they disciplined me. Because I was so grateful that they gave this punk kid from New York. No, well, there was no second chance. It was about the fifth chance. And I didn't deserve it. And where trouble was, what does God tell us? There? Where trouble, where sin is, get away from it. That's the power of grace. And that's the power I want. That was the kind of grace I want to have for one another. Mm. Because you know that statue I'm talking about? Everyone now is around this statue arguing about who did it, who broke it, why is this crime? Why is this children? Why, why, why? It's your fault, your fault. And no one's around said, forget the statue. I just created something yeah, brand yeah, new. Yeah. They gave me a new life. Yeah. His grace, Colonel Sapp, old guy, experienced guy. He said, really, basically said, I see you in me. I see you, I see me in you. Wow. 25 years ago. Thank God for discipleship. Mm-hmm. It's grace. I'm here today because, I mean, I would have I canceled me out. I would have went back to New York and went to the other guys. Probably in jail. Would have become a statistic because I was a foster kid. That's what I would have done. I was angry at because I was a foster kid, and I would have followed through and and did everything that was prophesied over me to do. Fail, mm. but he gave me a chance. Here's the key about that chance, guys. I want you to notice about this grace. You gotta participate. You don't lavish grace and say, I got everything that's free. Go to no, 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 no. It's not a monopoly game. You gotta participate. I participated in my, I had to walk out more, I had to walk out trust, walk out all those other things. And I had some nay say he can't do it. And I turned and God, through his help, his guidance, I was a, you know, I was a Lutheran. I didn't know what I was doing, was trying to live right. Got me where I'm at. I didn't earn nothing. I deserved everything. We didn't earn nothing. We deserved nothing. But God said, because I give grace, because I give love. That's the reason why I give. Not because you're awesome, because I am, really, basically. But I give grace because I give love. That's what grace is. And I have a new appreciation for it. Even when I don't see things in the physical that line up with me, and I, it, it rings in my heart <laughs> the way uh, Tony Evans' son said that. Just because I didn't answer your prayer your way, that doesn't mean I didn't answer your prayer m- anyway. Yeah. That resonated with me. I said, how many, prayer, how many answers have I missed because I want it to look like my way? when God shows up in a package you don't understand, because I'm going to give you this. Great quote from Charles Cranford. It's an amazing quote. It says this. The single misdeed should be answered by judgment. This is perfectly understandable. If you broke the law, you should be punished, Right? That has accumulated sins and the guilt of all the ages, from one point, one statue to another, <laughs> should be answered by God's free gift. This is the miracles of miracle, utterly beyond human comprehension. It doesn't make sense. Grace doesn't make sense. It's hard to comprehend, and sometimes we kind of miss it. We celebrate more of someone's leg growing back versus someone's life being transformed by the gospel. And I don't mind celebrating people getting healed, but they can't take that to the new world. Their, their, their new, um, new transformation they can take with them all the way to Jesus. And I was like, when they had Friday night, when we had the young child getting baptized, it came to me, this is our first baptism of 2020. And our last baptism in 2019 was a child. I'm like, whoa, God, you are amazing. And then we got our generations. What's that look like? Nothing I would have thought about. It's crazy. But, it, what happens is beyond, because you know why? Some of us walk around in self-condemnation so bad, you don't think you can be loved. And you accept less. But that doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to make sense. His grace is supernatural. Don't judge yourself for where you came and where you live and what's happening in your life right now. Judge yourself by the value that Jesus put on you when he came down and said, ah, oh, you're mine. Wow. Wow. That is valuable. But the only one that can know that is you. Now, I can tell you 150 times, but if you don't get it, if the Holy Spirit don't come in and, and break that, what you want to hold on to, your misrepresented identity, you won't get free. It's, it, it blows my mind. He said, Yeah, that's a wreck. That statue, it's all puttied up. Let me just, can I do let me just kick it over. Now there's a, new, there's a new person. Guys don't have condemnation on something old. The devil's great. You know what he does. He doesn't even attack your past. Don't you know that's covered? Don't you have better memories than you do? Know why? He had, that's all he has. At the end of the book, he knows where he's going and he knows where you're going. But grace, it's amazing. Let me get help today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to make it simple. hope it made it simple. Don't work so hard walking with God. He, he created everything, knocked everything out the way so we can have a vibrant relationship with Him. And it's understandable a lot of things we understand, but the one thing I do understand, the one thing I do know, He loves me. And that don't give me permission to sin. That gives me appreciation to live for him. I don't know where you're at. But the next week we're going to talk about God's amazing grace. How he works so hard for the one thing that we all need and we die for. Relationship. So then we can have grace for one another and have relationships. You're not too far gone. God's grace is stronger than anything you just did last night, and what you're thinking right now mentally, like you better hurry up. Well, there's no playoff game. I forgot. Sorry. <coughs> I have grace this year. I know two of y'all caught that's fine. <laughs> Cause I'm gonna be nice. God's amazing grace. Do me a favor. On either side is there's a, there's a there's a prayer card. Take a moment. We prayed a lot of prayers for a lot of people this week. But think hard. When you are someplace and then God's grace intersected you at at an intersection of grace, and you're in a place that there was no way, no how, but God's grace showed up and made it happen. Think about it. I have to think about way back when when Colonel Sapp. Let's think about it. And what you're doing, you're creating a memory that if he said, if he did it back then, man, he's going to do it tomorrow. In fact, he's doing that today. But sometimes it's good to have memories yeah. of when they intersect. Okay. And then you'll have a deeper appreciation of why you're here. It's amazing. Let's pray. You get a chance to fill out those cards, fill them out. Leave them in your seats or put them in the box, box, basket in the, box, in the back. Or someone will take them when you pick them up. Father, I thank you for your amazing grace. It, you just said in your words, it's so hard to comprehend. But Lord, thank you. We didn't deserve it. Father, thank you. That's greater than anything we have done. Thank you that it rains over me. It rains over my emotions. It rains over everything, my temptations, whatever that is, my shortcomings. It rains over it. And it has no memory of what, who I was, or what I was. And only sees me as your son and your daughter. Thank you for your amazing grace. Let us be children that dance again in your presence. Not to work hard in your presence. With the chance in your presence. Because we're so grateful that you chose us. We didn't have to. Bless everyone here, God. I pray for a revelation of your grace. Let them release that which is cracked and pick up that which is whole. We thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.